today we have Wanda in the house. Welcome to the Thinking Deeper podcast, hey, Wanda. Hey, 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 Deeper, money on the rise. How are you doing? <laughs> I was hoping that was going to come in maybe about halfway through the podcast, no, but no, obviously no, not. Always. That's Never. my intro. Come yeah, on. yeah, absolutely. I've heard it all through the tour, so I don't even know why I'm surprised. <laughs> <laughs> so you know that Thinking Deeper is all about creating a, a life university. Yeah. It's allowing my followers, listeners and viewers to start to learn through other people's experiences, lives, stories and yeah. journeys. And I'm a firm believer that people that come into my life come in for a reason because I've got some learning from them. And I feel you are one of those people and I'm honoured that you're in my life. Yeah, so. but I, I think that the same the same about you and I, I believe the same thing. So, yeah. Oh, like for like. Today's podcast is all about International Women's Day and the hashtag that they're celebrating is Break the Bias. Yeah. And I feel like you are the epitome of that hashtag. You are a female rapper that is disrupting the whole music scene, particularly. I am trying. <laughs> ah. Particularly a male-dominated industry. Um, you are a spiritualist. You openly talk about the fact that you um, bring the high vibe and the energy into your messaging, into your rap. Um, you're also somebody that is openly talking about your sexuality. You're a proud homosexual. You talk about pussy power. You empower women to talk openly about their, their, their sexuality. Um, you're trying to mix new vibes, old vibes in the industry. You know, you're resurrecting hip hop. How does it feel when you hear that kind of introduction about yourself? Well, I'm, um, I get excited. I get excited because it just makes me even more excited for the future because it's everything that I've already envisioned. It's everything that I've I've already told myself I am, if you know what I mean. Mm. So then to hear other people saying it, it's like, yes, it just confirms what I already believe. So yeah, I mean, sick. the final bit to that intro is you are probably the most consistently motivated, positive thinking person I have in my life. Like literally, you not only the Bella laughs, but genuinely every time I speak to you, you seem to be on this this consistent road of just thinking positive no matter what's going on. I just want to take that back a little bit into your childhood and because and, everybody sees the the great side. You know, you're releasing a, a buster at the moment, which we'll yeah. talk about later on. They see you out in concert. They see you on the road. Um, but it didn't start off like that. So I want to rewind mm. a little bit, take you back to where it all began. Um, you were brought up in a Nigerian Catholic household. Um, what memories do you have of your childhood? Well, more like Nigerian, sort of like Pentecostal Christian um, household. Correction there, Deepak. <laughs> uh, but, no, but the memory that I have of my childhood, it was, it, it was fun. It was very fun. Um, it was fun because I had five brothers and sisters, so we made it fun. But it was, it was hard. Um, we had a lot of poverty. Um, I, I was raised with my mum, my dad didn't live with us till I was about 11 years old. So that was hard and there was a lot of sort of issues um, in the house around sort of abuse and stuff like that. Um, so it was it was just a, it was a difficult childhood, but at the same time, like I said, we had brothers and sisters, so it was still fun. Um, um, but even, but yeah, thinking back to my childhood, it's a sort of love and hate relationship that I have with it. Um, but at the same time, knowing who I am today, it made me who I was. Like, I've probably put so much into my vortex from being a child because of all everything that I didn't like. Do you know what I mean? So, so much is in there. So it's created so much of me today. I've been dreaming of being a rapper from a child. Um, and when that did that dream first start out? What was, what was the kind of tipping point for you? 
um, because I know at some point you were expelled from school. What, what, at how did point, music save you? <laughs> so like school, school life was always hard and I think that was just reflected on sort of family life and home life. I think I just sort of screamed for attention in all ways um, in sort of school life because I was just naughty, but not really naughty in a way where I was like bad, bad. I was just more comical. If you know, you know what I mean. I know that. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah. Um, so school life was a bit, yeah, it was a bit difficult for me. Um, although I did study, I did, I didn't mind the actual education side of it. I didn't mind that at all. But it's just the whole people telling me what to do things, and I think that's ran through the whole my whole life. But <laughs> I think it's it stood me good in my spirituality. Now I can like stand strong because I've never liked anyone telling me what to do. But before, it was in the wrong way. I never like I was a rebel, and I still am a rebel. But I'm a rebel that didn't love herself. Mm. Now I'm a rebel that does love herself and that's why I shine now mm. and that's why I didn't back then yeah and I think what what really oozes from you is you totally believe in yourself there's no doubt no doubt in anything no a million you... percent I do mm. I, I, I've got my own um, well I say I'm powerful love and worthy every single day I've been saying it for the last sort of three and a half years since I found my spirituality and that's the first six months was weird. I'll have to physically sort of force myself to do it every morning and then in and then at night and whatever. And now I constantly say it. And now I actually feel it's weird. I feel powerful, lovable and worthy. I don't know how to explain it, but I like it. It's just your vibe. Yeah. I'm feeling it from you. So I can totally understand that that is, that is where your kind of head is at. And that's, you know, your energy absolutely uses it all the time. When did, when did music... I would say music saved you. Would that be right in yeah, saying music, that? Music million percent saved me. When I'm, like I said, my schooling life wasn't too good. And around sort of 13 and 14, I had sort of like youth workers that used to sort of help me out. So I used to have to get picked up from school and I remember them taking me. They used to go to a centre, sort of like a youth centre. And that youth centre was a studio. And um, yeah, I remember... Um, them let me use the studio for the first time, but I always had to do my homework first. But that's the first time I ever like wrote a song or, well, not wrote a song, but used an actual studio because um, I was writing at home anyway. But that's the first time I, I got into sort of using the studio and making my first sort of rap song, recorded rap song. And I stayed with them for sort of a few years until I eventually, I actually went to university and uh, I've been to uni twice actually, never mind. Whoop, whoop. Um, F you teachers. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so, um, and it's it's mad as well because it's like, I've, I've done sort of a U-turn because the same people that helped me out when I was young and took me to the youth centre, I'm, that's where I sort of have my youth group, I have my own group, music therapy group, hip hop therapy group with um, a bunch of boys. And it's the same place. It's the same guy that so runs it that used to look after me when I was like wow. 13, 14. So it's mad. Talk me through the emotion of that though, because going full circle like that and seeing how you can now give back must be quite satisfying. Yeah, it's it, it it's just sick. It just feels it feels mad. It just especially because I'm in the same place. It feels so good and being able to um, sort of empower these young boys um, and young women. It's just it it's it's I don't know even how to describe it. Cause and it just and they feels... can connect to you quite easy because you've been on similar paths. You that you can um and you know you can totally empathise with what they're going through. They're still going through things that you went through as a child. Exactly, exactly. What kind of things do you still see coming out of some of these kids? 
just lack of confidence, really, and sort of lack of belief. That's what I see in a, in a lot of people because that's all you need. It's very, very simple what you need in life to sort of soar and sort of make yourself feel better. So just lack of love, lack of belief, lack of confidence, and it's um, sort of negative self-talks. Mm. That's what I find that they have all the time, and that's what puts them down. So it's sort of switching that and showing them, showing them examples. And how are you doing that? By not just talking theory, my hip hop sessions are not just theory. I'm out here doing it for them. Do you get me? I'm here out here showing the example that look, you can come from nothing and do whatever you want in life. You get me? So that's exactly what I'm trying to show them. I can only teach by example. Some of those experiences that you're still seeing in the kids. I mean, I think at one point you shared with me that you know you were in a really low place. You were literally sleeping out of your yeah, car yeah, for about a week. Yeah. Talk me through what was going on at that point in your life. Well, that point was a, it was um, another point. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird point in my life. That was just sort of at the start of my spirituality. It was right at the start, um, and so and at that point, even though I was, I slept in my car for nearly two weeks. I had to like look for where to like have a shower and go to the toilet and stuff like that. But like, and I was with my daughter as well at that time. But although I was, I was like that. I was buzzing i was i was happy it was at the beginning of my spirituality it was a low point but it was a high point at the same time because i was low because that's what point i was at but in my head i was so high it's unbelievable and i shot out of that like within within sort of yeah that happened two weeks i moved into my own place and everything switched around like everything switched around in a mad mm. way and that's because I didn't focus on that situation that I was in. If I did focus on that situation I was in, I'd probably still be there. Because mm. you just keep manifesting yeah, it. Yeah, but into I was your in life. a high place. I was soaking it up in the Bahamas somewhere. Trust me, in my head. <laughs> I was what were you place. telling Kaya at the time? Because what does a mom tell their child when they're literally homeless I was, in that situation? We're still saying powerful love and worthy. We're saying that every day. Like she says it every single morning. So we're still saying that. And I was telling her I was going to get somewhere. And blah, blah, blah. I was sorting things out at the time. Um, so yeah, I was just. We're still on a high, if you know what I mean. And I kept on a high. So yeah, we was we was good, man. So I want to talk. Fast forward a little bit into 2019 and Manchester International Festival. Um, you were part of BBC's introducing Takeover. Yeah. Um, I want to quote this because, you know, it, it's worth quoting. Um, they said the evening is set to be a showcase of Manchester's burgeoning music scenes. And it's a chance to get to grips with some potential future megastars. Come on. Um, we're now in 2022. How does that feel to hear that? Wait, it's mad because it's, it's crazy because like I've I've sort of. Like I said before, I've, I've envisioned it. I've already spoke this out. So for it to actually, like, when things manifest, it's always like, man. And then it's like, whoa, did I actually believe it this much? I don't even, like, think I believed it this much. It's mad. So it's, it's yeah, it's just crazy. And life is just mad exciting. And it's because I know everything's excited. Like, there's... It, so many things are happening that you can't really there's too many things happening to like stay excited with one thing it's just constantly like moving life is full of miracles now so it's beautiful so we know that you are a miracle magnet because you literally all the things you're manifesting are actually happening in your life and mm. i know one example of that is that in one of your raps from a couple of years ago you specifically 
named a date yeah. to when certain things would happen and they happened. Yeah. Can you share that with me? So it's mad. So, um, yeah, in a song power, although you've made me say it a bit too early. <laughs> but my song power, um, I talk about the date in 2022. Um, well, I'll be on top where things would have changed for me. 2011, at the end of 2011, a magical day may I ask, on the 11th of the 11th, I signed my record deal with um, Heavenly Records. Um, so yeah, 2022 is more than my year. Um, but other than that, even like I'm saying about my record deal as well, that was a dream from a, a child. I've been rapping since I was about 10 years old and a dream was to be signed. So I remember writing on Facebook a few months ago that now I need new dreams. There's so many <laughs> of my dreams. Now, my dreams that I had as a child, have happened like and it's mad because I thought those sort of dreams are dreams that I have until I'm old and then that's it because that's what people do you just have dreams of a child then you have them till you're old and then that's it but I've actually become what I've always dreamed of wanted to become and that's mind-blowing so your vortex needs yeah, more stuff mate, that's what I'm saying <laughs> I need new dreams it's yeah. mad and for those that haven't had the pleasure of, of kind of hearing your skillful word, word play or, or your catchy choruses, um, the, the songs you're writing now, the, the messaging is really, really powerful. Um, can you talk to me about how you kind of come about making those messages? Yeah, um, I found my spirituality about three and a half years ago. I found it randomly. I couldn't sleep for about a week. I'll shorten this story because it's quite a long story, but <laughs> I couldn't sleep for about a week. I was in bed um, and it must have been about four, four o'clock in the morning. I kept waking up about four every night. And then one of these nights, my, my best friend's brother sent me a video and it said, um, 12 laws of the universe that will change your life. And normally I'll discard something like that because I was raised in a Christian home. So things like that are like demonic or it's like witchcraft or, do you know what I mean? So you, I don't... I don't listen to anything like that. But then I thought, it's 45 minutes. And I thought, okay, 45 minutes probably put me to sleep. It'll bore me and put me to sleep. <laughs> so then I started watching it. And within 10 minutes, well, I started crying. I was thinking, like, I don't, like, my whole body felt like, oh, I don't know how to explain it, but it just felt like, what the hell, like. A sense why, of resonance. Yes. Why, how come I didn't know any of this shit? It's like I believed every single thing that was on there. It's like I've suddenly been shown everything in, in the world that I should have known. So it was mad and I started crying and crying and crying. And it was like the deepest, hardest cry I'd have ever cried in my life. Like even from when I was a child, it was just mad. My body just felt buzzed, everything. And I used to be scared of the dark, even used to be scared of telling people scared of the dark I don't care about anything anymore but I used to be scared of the dark I used to I couldn't sleep in it like in the dark I used to have, have either have someone with me that's the only chance only point I can sleep in the dark only time I can sleep in the dark or if I was on my own I have to have the TV on or leave the light on and that was the first day from after I watched that watched it all cried whatever after that um, first day I could sleep with the light off um I scared of spiders, but I mean, shit, scared of spiders, terrified of spiders. That was the first day. Now I can pick them up. I pick them up and take them outside. Like, I just, every, it's like my inhibitions, like, like just, just dissolved. Gone. Um, my fear dissolved. That's when I started saying I'm powerful, love, and worthy from that day. I've never stopped. It's just, I just, like, just even remembering that day, it's like, 
it was sick. And we're talking about the, the powerful messaging within your rap um, and within the songs that you are now yeah. releasing. So I can't help and put it in. I can't yeah. help but put it in there because that's all me. That's it's just a part of you. That's all I did. That's my life. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I can't rap about anything else because that is me. That's That flows through every single thing that I do. Flows through my love life. Flows through how I raise my daughter. Flows through how I teach. Flows through my music. Flows through... It flows through me, that is me, do you mm. know what I mean? So, yeah. And I want to touch on her, Chester, because I think, you know, that fearlessness that you are now so comfortable with, um, you you are making sure that whoever is in your life, even if you're teaching them, you're trying to teach them that, that element of fearlessness. Yeah, they have to do and that. Talk to me about who her, Chester are and, and what your kind of motivation was there. Okay, so her, Chester is a female rap community um, that I lead. And Herchester is a space, it's a safe space for um, females um, and non-binary um, females to just be free in hip-hop um, and to get support in hip-hop at all stages, no matter what stage they are at. Because um, being a female rapper and being in the industry, there's, not, there's nothing like that, especially in the North, there's nothing like that at all. Um, and as well as sort of supporting them in hip-hop, I try and empower their minds as well because in the industry, in any industry, whether you're in music or not, just in life, if your mind ain't right, you're going to find it very hard mm. to get through anything. So I think it goes hand in hand. So when I'm trying to sort of empower them with the hip-hop and sort of help them in that aspect and put them on and when I can on shows and things like that, um, it's always about my main focus is building up the mind, building up, making sure that they understand the power of self-belief, the power of believing in yourself, the power of not caring what anyone else is doing, just ride and do what you're doing and you'll attract the right people that like feel what you're doing. You don't need every single person to like you. That isn't the aim in life. We're here to love ourselves and ride. And I know how passionate you are about this because I've been in your company sometimes when I've felt the frustration from you that you just want people to really believe in themselves yeah. and want it as bad and be as hungry as you are. How do you deal with that and turn that into a positive way of messaging to individuals that you really want to, to help succeed? Well, how I, how I sort of um, turn that into a positive for myself and, and sort of the people is... I just have to show, give them, ex show, lead by example. I can't, I can't wait on them. I can't sort of push them to, to be hungry. You show them the, the results or the, the results of what hunger then gives you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Or what then that belief or that fire, then gives you. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. them seeing that, hopefully, like I can't. I can't vouch and say that it 100% works, but hopefully people see that and then want that and say, okay, this is all that she did. This is all that I had to do or she had to do to get, get that. I've got the same resources. Everyone's got the resources of just believing in themselves. I'm not saying you need a million pounds. You know what the industry, you don't need that. You can be anywhere in life and, and do that. So hopefully that that's how I try and switch it around. Um, I, can't, I can't stay in pull and tug anymore like it's not it's not good for my energy so yeah <laughs> powerful as it is um you are the patron of the venue tr music venue trust um you're the first rapper to do yeah, so yeah, yeah. you're also alongside big named artists like paul mccartney elbow yeah, man. um what does that mean to you 
Um, it, it means a lot. I don't. Yeah, it's just a good. It's a. It's 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 good. It's just good to be named alongside respected artists, um, because my I believe my career is still very much in its infancy, but I'm I'm gonna be there. Do you know what I mean? In my head, I'm already there. I'm just waiting for it to manifest into sort of the physical. But yeah, that's where I'm supposed to be. And what we've manifested already is the release of Buster. Exactly. Tell people about it. Um, so Buster is my um, my new single. Buster came about around last International Women's Day, actually. And I wrote it because of International Women's Day. So it's actually magic. So <laughs> I wrote it because last International Women's Day, there was a there was a big thing about sort of women being downtrodden and think and and it should really just be about empowering women let's not focus on yeah women are sort of like the lesser beings blah, blah, blah. so it seemed that that was a lot of the rhetoric of sort of last international women's day so that made me think i've never been a buster i've never been a fool i've never been a chief do you know what i mean and then i wrote that that's what i swear down that was that's because i was reading bare different articles about women being this and women being that so i thought no as a woman i'm not a buster i'm not a chief you know what I mean? I've never been. No matter what you see me as, I know what I am. So I've never, ever been that. And, yeah, so it's for all women to think, Ross, we've never been busters or chiefs, mm -hmm. no matter how we've been treated. So, yeah, so it came about um, last International Women's Day, so it's quite fitting that it's come out around now. But, yeah, go and watch it. It's out on YouTube. Men, <laughs> add it to your playlist. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, just, um, I mean, I've had the honour and the pleasure of, of being with you on tour um, in London, Brighton, yeah. Margate, which amongst being a full load of belly laughing and mm. just pranks because you are the original <laughs> yeah. prankster in every right. in every way, right. shape or form. I literally had to be on my toes all the time. And even <laughs> she then... She was on the toes. She's <laughs> so hard to prank, like, it's unbelievable. She, like, so, she was the hardest, like... You got me, though, on the making me eat ice cream with chopsticks okay, yeah, and that. secretly filming me. Okay, yeah, Luckily, maybe. I didn't miss my mouth. Otherwise, that could have been really embarrassing. <laughs> Um, but yeah, if you've not, if any of you haven't seen that, you need to go watch it. <laughs> it's all on a story. She shares absolutely everything. Um, I'm still laughing about some of those things. Actually, know, it was it funny. was the most uh, amazing experience of it my was, life. So thank you it for allowing funny. me to be a part of that. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that um, kind of really got me was that when we were in Margate and, and Brighton and, and London, um, although you did nine tracks, Buster was the one that everyone yeah. like really. And I know we're in Brighton and it's yeah. it's fairly female dominated. Yeah. Um, but it felt like to me, people really resonated yeah. with it. Not only is it a really catchy tune, yeah. but um, people really did get that. Um, what were your emotions at the time, being on stage and and being in in a in an audience like that? Who, yeah. when I've spoke to some of those, assumed that they were not your yeah, typical yeah. audience type. Yeah, it, it was it was mad. Like it was just first of all, just thinking how am I going to be received by sort of an audience that's not my typical target audience, and. When I got on stage after doing the first track, it was, do you know what I mean? It was mad. It was just a big vibe. But then thinking about it, I went home and reflected. But it's just people feel vibe. Music is about vibrations. Like, so then I thought, why wouldn't they feel it? If it is a vibe, they have to feel it. 
So that's what I went by because people coming up to me saying, oh, they were apologising. They were saying, oh, sorry, I know I'm not your target audience, but I loved you. And I, so then I was thinking, right, I still want to apologise. If it's a vibe, it's a vibe. If you connect, you connect. Yeah. And that's what um, spirituality is all about. That That's why you can speak to anybody and any walk of life. But as long as they're sort of spiritual, yeah. you can connect to them. Yeah. It's the energies, isn't it? Yeah. It's the energies connected. So that's the same. And my music's full of energy. Mm. So, yeah, they have to. Now I'm thinking, right, yeah, they have to get. <laughs> down with that i know so, that because yeah, my right. legs are still hurting from it <laughs> so <laughs> yeah man, it was it was a good feeling and yeah audiobooks it was thank you for letting me on your tour it was just it was amazing your fans were amazing just everything was it was just a big big vibe you made you and superlative and it was just sick and it was yeah. amazing to 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 have audiobooks want to then um get you to collaborate on yeah, on burnt bitches yeah, which was yeah, which i yeah. thought was amazing and for some strange reason it just really worked even though they're actually quite an eclectic <laughs> yeah, style of music um but it just shows that when you've got that that energy and that passion and that determination and self-belief yeah, that you can have you can add that vibe anywhere i mean even uh, evangeline was dancing to yeah, everything i, said, I can she, rap so. to my heart to a heartbeat i can yeah. spit to anything yeah like vibe is a vibe like as long as i'm catch it i ride with it i flow with it amazing yeah, just one last thing to uh you know a message that you may want to send out to the universe to potential fans that you haven't yet manifested what would that message be to potential fans, just hello, I see you. But no, uh, my 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 normal message is just that I'm powerful, lovable, and worthy. I'm an international artist touring all around the world. I've 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 got a lot to do. I'm at the infancy of of my career. I've only just been signed, so I've I've got number ones around the world, and I've got like the when I think about everything that I've got, like I'm I'm buzzed. You can see it on my face, like <laughs> I'm excited. So, yeah, just to my potential fans, believe in yourself, like, there's power in you. That's where all the power lies, in you. So, yeah. Go check it out, guys. Uh, follow Wanda at Wonderwall. Make sure you do that. I'll on put it in. On all my socials. Yeah, on all your socials, yeah. Watch this space because you are going to blow up, and I'm really excited for you. Come on. Thank you so much. <laughs>